Father, I thank you as you come together tonight. I thank you. It's to seek you. It's to be in your presence. You said if we sought after you, we'd find you. You said we seek, we'd find. You said those that were hunger and thirst after you, you said we'd be filled. So Lord, I thank you for every man in this place. I just thank you, Lord, that they'd be, I pray over them as the Apostle Paul would pray over them, that they would be strengthened with all might in their inner man. If they came in discouraged, I, I, I declare that they'd be encouraged tonight, that they'd be strengthened tonight, that they'd be empowered tonight. That they'd be equipped where the enemy may have come in like a flood come in and, and overwhelmed in areas I just thank you that your spirit would rise up big on the inside of them and we declare to them that they're going to make it that they're going to win that they're going to overcome that they're going to be that they're going to be strengthened thank you Father. I thank you for the refreshing that comes from being in your presence right now just while Joseph continues to play the guitar you know the word says pray one for another yes. that you might be healed you know just right now you don't know just just pray for one another maybe it was one on one or or whatever just but just take this time to pray for each other hallelujah hallelujah thank you Father oh Father we just thank you for your goodness and faithfulness if there's a need that you might have while they're praying for you, just to, just speak that need out to them and so they can come into agreement. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father.
words tonight. Thank you for conversation. Thank you for the times that we'll break up in small groups, Lord. That all of us would grow. All of us would increase. Give each other a high five and tell them how good it is to see them tonight. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Give me some, Jim. Come on now. Woo! What's up, Vic? Oh, that's, that, that, that was a that was a sorry. Come on, we got. That, that, <laughs> no, that was me. That was that was. It was the white man kind of messed it up there. It was. A, There we go. Oh, man. Y'all doing good tonight? Well, welcome to our next level uh, men's meeting. And uh, did everyone get a, a, one of these papers here? If you didn't get one, just raise your hands. Jeremiah, Ryan, or one of the team will get you one. Hallelujah. What's up, Ron Wacker? Awesome. Hallelujah. Ron and I, Ron, Ron and I go way back. Um, you know, back to the sound booth days, and he's still there, you know. Yeah, 14, four, what was it, 15 years later? Yeah. Well, I mean, sound, sound booth-wise, for 15 years. So that I, that I started working with you, so anyway, so we'll, we'll have a conversation later. We'll just, you, know, just, you know, so if you had this, have this piece of paper, let's, let's read over our ministry motto, because this is what we're about. Before we read that, just to, just to kind of remind you, because I think it's always good to establish the vision of the church of what we're about. Um, one, why do we exist as a church? You know, it's hurting people outside these walls. Love them for Him. Amen. We're about love, loving people. You know, all of us experience things in life where, where we, we, could, we might be hurting, face challenge where we're hurting. Well, this is a place where God said, hey, love them for me. You know, love them for me. And because it's, it's, it's only in him, it's only in him that, that, that hearts can be healed, uh, hearts can be mended, and, and lives can be changed. Amen? And so that's why we exist. What are we called to do? To make winners in life. That's what we're about. This ministry has been around now for 50 years, and, 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 that's, and it hasn't changed. We're making winners in life. And, and, and so that's what making winners is all, is all about is, is, is not just saying, hey, I, I'm, I'm financial, financially prosperous. Or, hey, I have a good marriage. Or, I no, it's every area of your life coming up to another level. And, 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 becoming, and becoming that man or that woman, or in our case, men tonight, just that we be, become the man of God that he created us to be. Because he has thoughts and plans for us. Thoughts of good and not evil to give us hope in our final outcome. So there's things that God has established and, and, and made available for each one of us from the moment that we were born that God said, you know what, they're going to fulfill that. And so being a winner in life is, 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 is uh, um, understanding that or discovering that and walking that out and being what God's called you to be. And then, but how do we do it? An experience with God. It's not an experience with Justin. You don't want an experience with Justin. You want an experience with God, right? You know, uh, Justin can only do so much in your life. But, but I'm telling you, it's an experience with God. It's equipping people with the word. 
and it's engaging people to influence the world around them. Meaning, meaning you take what you've done with your, with your experience with God and you take what, what you've had with the, 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 what you've been equipped with the word with and those two things will turn the world upside down. Those two things will set a fire in your workplace. They'll set a fire in your community. They'll set a fire in your family. Amen. Jesus said the words that I speak to you are what? Spirit and life. So when you experience his, his presence and you experience the word, I'm telling you, it, it brings about change to where, where what's on the inside of you changes someone else. Amen. And so that's what we're about. So here at Men's Ministry or Next Level Men is about this. Let's read this together. Our purpose is to create opportunities for the men of heritage to come together, to connect, grow, get free, and go to the next level in life. Our attitude is this. We refuse to go back, give up, or plateau. We will rise and be the champions we were created to be. Amen. And let's read our statements of faith together. Step up. Be a man of action. Assume it is your job in your moment. Hate apathy, reject passivity, refuse to live as a spectator in life. Speak out. Silence in the midst of sin is a sin. Be courageous. Fear God, not man. Speak the truth in love. Stand strong. Don't give in when you are challenged, attacked, or criticized. Above all, refuse to compromise. Stay humble. Be vigilant against pride. Get the log out of your eye. Don't think less of yourself. Think of yourself less. Serve the king. Seek first his kingdom, his glory, his righteousness. Hope in the eternal and live for the greater reward. Amen. That's what we're about. Amen. That's what we're about. You know, and so when I say those things over myself or look in the mirror and say these things, you know what? That's what this is the man I, I, I want to be because someone that's walking in that, I'm telling you, is going to do great things. And, and bring change to everywhere that person goes. Amen. And I see that in each one of you. I see that in each one of you. You know, we, this, this year is all going to be about being living a life of excellence. But also, continue on to use the same word. You are a minister of excellence. And, and, and sometimes when, when you hear that word, you are a minister, some, sometimes if we hear that, we cut ourselves off. Because we don't see ourselves that way. But I want to encourage you in something. It's not about how you might see yourself right now, but it's how God sees you. God sees you as a minister. And I'm not talking about standing behind a pulpit preaching. That's not, that's not, you, you, you minister everywhere you go. Ministry is about serving humanity, serving the kingdom of God. And so when we bring in the word excellence, the word excellence... I defined last time we were together is is being of great value or use or remarkable for good. So when you become a minister or a live a life of excellence, what am I saying? You are you are created for something remarkably good. You're created for something of great use. Then another definition is distinguished for superior attainments or distinguished for great advancements. So when I say we're living a life of excellence, or you are a minister of excellence, I'm saying that you are created, you are distinguished for great advancements. And as we covered last time, you know, you can have this idea that when you hear that phrase or you hear that word or you hear, hear that, that the, the fact that, like, like Moses, I talked about this last time, when, when God showed up to Moses and said, said, hey, I want you to go down to Israel and I want you to set my people free. 
And what was Moses' comment? He said, I am not eloquent. I am not eloquent. So the moment when you hear me saying or God saying to you, you know what, you're created to, to, for ministry. You're created to, to lead other people. You're created for this. So you can just be like, well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. And we'll, and we'll limit ourselves by based on how we view ourselves. But, but I'm telling you, we need to understand that it's not about, it's not about measuring uh, ourselves in our insufficiencies, but it's, it's measuring ourselves according to his, his, um, his, his sufficiency. You know, so, so it's, in, it's embracing that. Because what was God's response to him? His response was, who made man's mouth? See, God didn't, didn't argue with him and say, yeah, you're, you're right. No, he said, well, who made your mouth? So the thing is, when, when you say, I'm, I'm telling you, you're created for great things. You're created to be a minister of excellence. You're created to live a life of excellence. What am I saying? I'm saying, God, God it's not through your own ability, but it's through God. It's through his ability. And, and so let's, I just want to touch on two scriptures, and then we'll get into some new stuff. And so um, if I can have some different people help me out. Um, who wants to read? Um this would be good. If anyone has the King James. This is one of the scriptures we used last week. Last month, sorry. <laughs> First Timothy chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. Uh, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Mm-hmm. For that he, he counted me faithful oh. in putting me into the ministry. He counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me. So it wasn't him having the ability in himself, but it was Christ that enabled him. So when I talk about living, a, being a minister of excellence or living a life of excellence, I'm not talking about you doing it in your own ability. I'm talking about you tapping in to the ability of God. So you have to realize that God's word, his grace, and the Holy Spirit has been given to you for you to excel in life. His word was given, the Holy Spirit was given, his grace was given, so you could excel in life, right? It wasn't about Moses excelling in himself, but it was about about Moses excelling in, in God. Amen? Now, who wants to read Colossians 1, verse 10? Hallelujah. Let me make sure it's, um, I think it might be a little more. Than... Thank you, Father. Uh, yeah, go ahead and do 10 through 12. Actually, I'm sorry, start in verse, actually just 9 and 10. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom Man, then think about Paul's prayer. 
This is Paul's prayer for them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he says that you might know the knowledge of his will. And I love this, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. See, so you, you need to be convinced of that in your own self, that you can walk worthy of the Lord into all pleasing. Man, and, and but see, I'm telling you, you if you if you let your mind talk to you, you'd be, you'd be like, I'm, I'm unworthy. I can't do this. I can't live a life of excellence. I can't be a minister of excellence. I'm telling you, if you, if you understood what you were called to do, because my what what I, my heart is 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 that we would we would cross some barriers this year, we would cross some thresholds this year, and we would step into some greater things that we haven't stepped in as individuals, things that have held you back, things that have that have hindered you. But I, first, I'm, I'm speaking to the to the to the gifting on the inside of you, speaking to the destiny on the inside of you, that you have the ability to walk worthy unto all pleasing. You have the ability to please God. Then it says this, that you be fruitful in every good work. That sounds like ex- ex- excelling to me. Fruitful in every good work? You can excel in every good work? Fruitful in every good... You have the ability to be fruitful? You may have people you're growing up that said you'll never amount to anything. But according to this prayer, he says that you'll be fruitful in every good work. And increasing in the knowledge of God. Amen? Amen. And so, so understand, you have to understand, you are a leader. You are a leader. Now, this, this month, what, what's on my heart, and, and a lot, some of these things I'm pulling from um, Kenneth Copeland's book on, you know, Six Steps to Excellency in Ministry. And as I said last week, we, we only covered page one. <laughs> and then the Lord, and, and I'm, take, I'm taking and then praying over it and saying, Lord, and just navigate this. So I'm taking some points from it, but then having the Lord, what is, how do you relate this to, to, to our man, to our, our, our family, all right? And, and so I'm not like going through the book line by line. It's, it's just, but just, what, what, do you, what do you want us to walk in, Lord? And, and so with this, and I was, as I was praying over this, there was two scriptures that, or two things that I asked the Lord, how could we define most of humanity right now? Or how, for that matter, how could we define most Christians now, most men, whether Christian or non-Christian? And the Lord told, took me to two scriptures, and we're not going to turn there to them, but he, one of them was in, found in Ephesians 4, where he says that you would no longer be children tossed to and fro. So if we think about it, if we look at society, see, because we don't want to be like the rest of the world, right? We, we're, we're, we're set apart. We, we, we're... We're here because we want to go to the next level, right? So if, if I want to go to the next level, then, then how is majority of the world, or even Christians for that matter, live their lives? Well, Ephesians 4 says that you no longer be children tossed to and fro. Then the, the other one the Lord took me to was in James 1. It says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, Right? So if we look at we look at society, so the thing is, is if I'm tossed to and fro with every different what it's wind of doctrine, if I'm up and down because of all the different things I'm inputting to my life, or if I'm a double-minded man, I'm unstable in all my ways, then what happens is 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 I'm never going to be established in anything. I'm either tossed to and fro or what? I'm unstable in all my ways. So if I'm going to be uh, live a life of excellence or be a minister of excellence, 
I need to step out of the way that the world may do things. I mean, I mean, I can't be tossed to and fro, and I can't be a double-minded man. You know, because if I'm tossed to and fro, or if I'm unstable, that means I'm easily moved. I'm easily moved. And, and if we're going to be ministers of excellence, live life of excellence, be husbands or, or be, be fathers, em, employers or employees, we have to come to a place where we're not tossed to and fro and we're not double-minded because that means we're easily moved, right? And let me throw another word. If I wrote it down this way. If I'm easily moved, then I'm not committed to a particular belief and I'm not committed to a particular place. If I'm tossed to and fro or if I'm double-minded, then that means I'm, I'm not committed to a belief and I'm not committed to a place. Now, when you're tossed or an unstable in your thinking, let me throw this out, then compromise is inevitable. If you're tossed to and fro or if you're double-minded, let me say that this is a strong statement. Compromise will be inevitable. You will compromise. Why? Because you're not committed to a particular belief or you're not committed to a particular place. Now, what's it, some, a couple of definitions of compromise? To compromise this, to accept standards that are lower than is desirable. So if I compromise, so if I'm tossed to and fro, double-minded, then compromise is inevitable. But what is compromise? If I compromise, it means I'm accepting something that's less desirable than I really want. You know, you, you, you know I, I've done that. I, I've compromised. And you know what? I didn't get the ex- results that I wanted. <laughs> it, it, it was I, I, I took a lower road when, it, when I should. If I, if, I had, if I had stood a little longer, waited a little longer, I would have probably gotten what I truly desired. But because I compromised. And another definition is, now get this one for compromises, to be brought into disrepute or danger by indiscreet, foolish, or reckless behavior. Compromise. But compromise, what comes out of being a child tossed to and fro. Let me say it again. To be brought into disrepute. What does that mean? It means to be brought into a place of low, low esteem. To be disrepute is, if you've been, someone has disreputive, then it means you've been put into a place of low esteem, meaning you're not highly esteemed. And why? Because, because of your behavior, because of choices you made, it calls in because of that compromise. It calls you now to be a play, in a place of dishonor. So let, let me how this works. I, I want to read this one verse to you because I, I don't want to. My 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 point is not to deal with a particular sin or a particular. I mean, it, because it, it is, I let the Holy Spirit work on that, but it's the principle that I want you to see here because because remember, tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Or a double-minded man is unstable in his his ways will cause compromise, right? And compromise will give you a uh, a less desirable result, okay? Now, in Proverbs chapter 6, it talks about a man that that is walking through the streets. And and it said this, he he says, I'm looking at this man out my window. 
And I see this man, and the Amplified says that he's just sauntering through the streets, meaning, meaning he doesn't have, he's not walking with purpose. Meaning he's kind of just going about, right? Um, and I'm just going to read verse, um, verse, what verse am I? Verse, thank you, Father. Verse 21. Because this, this is what I, because it, I could talk about all the different things. The woman leads and he follows, follows the woman. But then, the, but get this, verse 21. With much justifying, and this is the Amplified, Proverbs 7, verse 21. Proverbs 7, I'm sorry, Proverbs 7, verse 21. He says, with much justifying and enticing argument, she persuades him. With the allurement of her lips, she leads him and forces him along. Suddenly, he follows her reluctantly like an ox moving to the slaughter, like one in fetters going to the correction to, a, to be given to a fool or like a dog enticed by food to the muzzle, till a dart pierces and inflames his vitals, then like a, blood, like a bird fluttering straight into the net, not knowing that it will cost him his life. But, but, but now, now, like I said, I'm not going to pull out this, because this, I want you to see, because we're going to be ministers of excellence, and, and if we're going to be ministers of excellence, then we can't be tossed to and fro, and we can't be double-minded, because those bring compromise. And what we're seeing here, we're seeing compromise. And it came with much justifying and enticing argument, she persuades him. So that means that she persuaded him, meaning she talked him out of a life of excellence. She talked him out of a ministry of excellence. Talked him out of a greater result. Like I said, I'm not just, I'm not, I don't want to focus on one particular thing. This, I want you to see, as we go forward here, what we have to do in order to live on another level. Hallelujah. See, our greatest hindrance to excelling in life is not the world, and is not Satan, and is not other people. Our greatest hindrance is ourselves. First, you have to understand Satan is limited. He only has the power that we give him. <clears throat> I'm planning to say this, but the word says resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Now, a lot of times you understand, you know, grace does a lot for us, but grace will never resist the devil for you. Now, grace will empower you to resist the devil. But the thing is, is, is we have to be founded on something. We have to be grounded on something. Now, let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 2. Thank you, Father. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Now, who wants to read verse 20 and verse 21? Anyone want to read? Go ahead, Tom. I got the uh, NIT version. 
and you all be home. Some new utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. Expensive, expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are for everyday use. If you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for valuable use. <coughs> Excuse me. The life will be clean. Your life will be clean, and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. Amen. Amen. But not less that. But in every house, there's not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood, uh, wood and earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Verse 21 says, If a man therefore purge himself. Now, now, see, some people would have the, the idea that, well, yeah, in a great house, there's gold, there's silver, there's wood, and there's earth, and, and you can go inward. And you could say, well, you know what, I'm just, I'm just a wood vessel. Well, I, you know, I, I wish I could be like Danny over there because Danny, he's, he's that gold vessel. And, you know, I'm not as good as Danny because he's that gold vessel. And, and, oh, yeah, and that, you know, and, and, you know, Eric back there, you know, I'm telling you, he's, he's that silver vessel. And, you know, well, just me, I'm just an earth vessel. And, you know, well, I'm just that, I'm just that, I'm just that, that thing used for ignoble use or, you know, I'm just nothing. And, and so you can get this idea that God is the one choosing what vessel you are. <laughs> you know, you can have the idea that, well, God, well, I'm just this. I just, I just work with my hands or I just, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm just this or I'm just that. But the thing is, is, is God doesn't determine what vessel you are. You do. Because it says, if a man purge himself. If a man purge, God doesn't purge you. <laughs> you know, you know it, it, this, this, is, this, is, this is a decision on your part. And that's what we, if we're going to be ministers of excellent, live life of excellent, then we may have to make a decision that we're going to be dedicated, that we're going to be devoted See, he says here, he says, if a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor. So the thing is, is, is it's what you allow God to do in your life that causes you to be the vessel that you need to be. Because it says that this vessel would be sanctified, would be meet for the master's use and prepared for every good work. Now... Now, it's not just, what is this referring to? And, and there's some things here that, I, that I'll, I'll, I'll share here in just a little bit. But, okay, well, what do I need? What does he want me to purge if a man purge himself? So what do I need to be dedicated to? That's, if, if, I'm, if I'm talking about that, if I purge myself, so, okay, this is on my responsibility. So what do I need to get out of me? Well, that that sin's a byproduct of some, is, is something else. But, but, but the the issue here that he's dealing with is is where what we have to be make a choice to be dedicated in, and what we have to make a choice to be devoted to. All right, what what do we need to be dedicated to, and what do we need to be to be devoted to? Because that's I have to make a choice to be devoted to something, a choice to be dedicated to something. So what is he referring to that I need to purge myself from? Now, now sin is part of it. That's, that, that's, that's part of it. But there's, um, 
But when you, when you get rid of the right things and you input the right things, then freedom comes. And let me show you what I mean by that. Let's look in verse, let's go back to verse 14 and I'm going to read these. Verse 14, let's read this in context. So what, am I, what do I need to purge myself from? Verse 14 in the Amplified says, Remind the people of these facts and solemnly charge them in the presence of the Lord to avoid petty controversy over words which does no good but upset and undermines the faith of the hearers. Then he says, Study and be eager and do your utmost to present yourself to God approved, a workman who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly and analyze and accurately dividing dividing the word of truth. It's the word of what? Okay. But avoid all empty talk, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness. And their teaching will devour it, will eat and and their teaching will eat its way like a cancer and spread like gangrene, so it is with Hymaeus and Philetus who have missed the mark, swerve what from the truth by arguing that the resurrection has already taken place. They're undermining the faith of some. Then he says this, But the firm foundation of God stands sure, unshaken, bearing the seal. The Lord knows those that are His, and let everyone who names the name of the Lord give up all iniquity and stand aloof from it. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood, earthenware, some of honorable, some noble, and some for menial and ignoble use. So whoever cleanses himself will be a vessel under honor. What do we need to cleanse ourselves from? Now, sin is right, but what really comes down to is cleanse ourselves from wrong teaching. Because it's, it's all based on the word of truth. It's all based, they swerved from the truth. And they were giving them a different truth. And they were telling them that, that, that the resurrection already took place. Well, if the resurrection already took place, then, then why would I have to change? So the point is, is if all these things, then, then I don't need to change. I can just continue to live the way I've always lived. Why? Because it's already happened. So they're saying here is, is the fact that, that look... You know, you have to purge yourself from wrong teaching. Okay. Now, when you, when, you, when you purge yourself from wrong teaching and you're dedicated to the truth, the tr- you continue in my truth, the truth will do what? Make you free. So when I'm dedicated to the truth, then, then the truth will illuminate sin. The truth will illuminate wrong talk. The truth will, will cause me to walk in love. The truth will cause me to walk in faith. The truth will cause me to live at another level. So he says, purge yourself from this wrong teaching. Be devoted to the truth. Right? Be devo- and it's a choice. It's a decision. I have to be devoted to the truth. Right? I have to be devoted to the truth. Hallelujah. Now, now with this thought... We have to decide with God's help that we're not going to go backwards, but we're going to live a life of excellence. Now, hear this. Situations will not change. You have to get to a place where situations don't change you. Circumstances don't lead you. And feelings 
won't have a bearing on your commitments. Now, let me, let me say this again, because you have to decide that you're going to hold on to truth. Because your feelings or your emotions are going to talk you out of truth. What everyone else is doing, what everyone else is saying, wrong teaching, the greatest hot message that may be come forward, the, the greatest move that everyone might be going after at the moment, you know, it's going to try to lead you away from things and, and it's, going to, it's going to try to feed your, your, your emotions and, and feed your feelings. Well, I just feel, this is my opinion, these, but these are all statements that, that aren't statements based on truth. They're based on you. And so you have to decide with God's help that you're going to not go backwards but live a life of excellence. Excellence, And with that, you have to get, like I said, situations will not change you. Mm-hmm. Meaning just because a situation is here, it's not going to move me off truth. Mm-hmm. Circumstances aren't going to lead me. Amen. My feelings won't have bearing on my commitments. We need to be moved by what God's truth is, not our feelings and not our emotions. See, I know this is deep, all right? <laughs> but the thing is, it's about going to another level, right? Now, what does this look like in a practical sense? You know, how many people are married here? <laughs> are you, no, let me ask you a question. Are you married because you feel like you're married? <laughs> but it's not based. It is. It's not. It, but it's not based on. A, it's not based on the feeling. You know, your marriage union was solidified by a commitment of faith, not your emotions. It, you know what? You you may walk out here tonight and say, you know what? You may wake up. You know what? I just don't feel married today. But that's not going to change the fact that you have a piece of paper that says that you got married on such and such a day, right? You made a commitment. You made a faith commitment. <laughs> but this is not about feeling. It's not about feeling it. And, and see, that's where our society is, is and, and why we come up short and why we compromise, why we are tossed to and fro and why we're double-minded so often in life and dealing with life. I, hey, I, I, we're all human. I've been there, done that, that, that you'll, you'll base your decisions not based on necessarily the word, but based on what you feel. Yes. Well, I just don't feel like praying. I just don't feel like going to church. I just don't feel like going to the Word. I just don't feel like praying for that person. I just don't feel like being a witness today. You know, the, you know uh, Brother Copeland talks about the, the standpoint. He talks about how he heard someone pray one time, well, Lord, just give me a burden for souls. Just give me a burden for souls. Well, a burden for souls is a feeling, meaning you're wanting a feeling to do what the Word says to do. Well, I just need a burden for souls. Well, if you're praying that, then you already have a burden for souls. The thing is, something else is, is hindering you. Instead of lining it with the truth, go into all the world and preach the gospel. You, you don't need a burden for souls if you have truth. I, I, don't, I don't need to have, I don't need to have the, 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 the feeling, the, the, the feeling of love in order to love someone else. The word tells me I need to love my neighbor as myself. See, that's truth. So I have to be committed to the truth. 
and not committed, more committed to my feelings and my emotions. Man, we're in time. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Without a quality decision, Satan will use every opportunity to move you away from living a life of excellence. Let's look at John eight twenty nine. That. That's fine. Okay. We will go with the amplified version. Go ahead. It says here, and he who sent me is ever with me. My father has not left me alone, for I always do what, what pleases him. Amen. I get it. And he who sent me is ever with me. My father has not left me alone, for all I always do what pleases him. So good. What, what did Colossians say? That we could be pleasing to every good work. So, so here, what were the Lord pleasing and every, every good work? So, so with that understanding that Jesus lived a life of excellence because he chose to live in a way that pleased the Father. That took, that took a life being devoted, which living a life devoted is a choice to live truth. Now, I believe it's 3 John, verse 4, I believe it says, it says, children, I give it all joy to hear when my children are walking in the truth. That's that's scripture, so that's God breathed, so that's God's heartbeat for you and I, that he says, good for to hear that my children are walking in the truth. See, that's, that's a decision that to walk in the truth. Jesus said, I'd do those things that please the Father. What's, a, what's another thing that pleases God? What's another thing that pleases God? Anyone? Faith. Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For that he that comes to God must believe that He is. And that He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. It's a choice. Let's look at Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Just a couple more scriptures and then we'll, I'll be done. So it's a choice to walk in truth. And it's not about my feelings. It's not about my emotions. It's a Jesus lived a life of a success. I'm looking at Jesus being an example. He lived a life of walking in the truth. He, he, lived, he lived by faith. That's another thing that pleases God. Romans chapter 8. I'm just going to read verse, um, without reading all eight verses. Verse 6, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So, so here, so, so I need to walk in the truth. What's another thing? To need to, to, to live by faith. And here... To live out of my spirit and not my flesh. Because if I walk in the flesh, I can't please God. But it's a choice. These are choices to live according to what? Truth. Now let's go back to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. And I'll close with this. 
then we'll break up into small groups. Second Timothy. Thank you, Father. Second Timothy 2, let's read verse 21 again. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, love, and peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strife. Verse 24, just the first part, and the servant of the Lord must not strive. The servant, the minister of the Lord must not strive. So here, even reading those, what does he say? Get rid of these things, but what? Follow after. It's not just let go of your youthful lust, but what would follow righteousness? Follow something else. Don't, don't follow your flesh. Don't follow your feelings. See what your youthful lusts are based on what? Your emotions, your feelings, your cravings, right? But he says, but instead, follow something else. Don't follow your feelings. Follow something. Follow righteousness. That's, that's the word of God, God's way of doing things. Follow, follow faith. Follow love and peace. And so, so, so the lastly, last thing is don't strive. One thing, one thing we have to, have to do is to become, live on another level, is not just faith, not just truth, is making a decision that I'm going to walk in love and I'm going to stay out of strife. I'm going to walk in love and I'm going to stay out of strife. To live life of excellence is making a choice to walk in the truth, to live by faith, to live out of the spirit, to, to walk in love. And to not be in strife. I'm telling you, when we, when we get to a place where we make these choices and we're devoted to these things and we're devoted to truth and not our feelings and our emotions, why? what does strife do? Strife is, is based on your emotions. It's based on your feelings, how someone hurt you, how someone offended you, what they did to you, how, how your wife said that to you, how your boss said that to you, and all these things. And, and all these things that I'm dealing with tonight, and I know I'm throwing a lot of things out there to you tonight, but it's all to control you and your emotions when everything is making a decision to live and be devoted to the truth. Devoted to the truth. Live by faith. Walk in love. Walk in the spirit, not in your flesh. And don't strive. Don't be in strife. Amen. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. And we thank you that it empowers us, it equips us, it strengthens us. And Father, I just thank you, Lord, that we, we make a decision. Eh? We, make, we make a determination and dedication, Father, to purge ourselves from wrong thinking, wrong teaching, wrong ways, old attitudes, religious ideas. And Father, we receive truth. Father, because we want to be just what you said there in Timothy, sanctified. Meet for the master's use for every good work. Oh, we thank you for it, Father. Thank you for having your way in our lives and causing us to walk on a whole nother level, Father. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's go ahead and break up in, in groups of...
you know, uh, five or six, uh, depending on how, how it works out. And the uh, two questions that I, I want you to unpack in your groups. The first question is, what is a recent account where you walked in love when it was difficult? Yeah. Or express a time when you should have walked in love and didn't. And number two, what is a quality decision you can make today that you know would bring a greater change to your life immediately? All right, so let's go ahead and break up in our groups. Hallelujah. Uh, just uh, before we dismiss, I um, have a few, a few things, a few announcements. Um, actually, on the bottom of your page there, it has assignment. Uh, the first thing there, you have um, E1, R1. What does that mean? That means each one, reach one. So I want you to pray about um, who you are to reach in your life. Connect, disciple, invite. You know, who is, who is someone that you can connect with? meeting here or and or on Sunday morning. That's something that you're going to hear us talking about more and more, each one reach one, where every family just prays about who can, who can I bring into my, into my world here at Heritage of Faith. And something here has changed my life, and I believe it has the ability to change someone else's life. So, so uh, just if you've been reached or you reach someone else. Um, so your assignment for reading for this month is uh, read first. Um, you know, uh, spiritual strength, but also don't forget about your health physically. You know, so I encourage you to work out at least, uh, exercise at least four days a week, get your heart rate up 20 minutes. The word, but also your physical body. So, so and just challenge you to, to go up another level there. Uh, Announcement-wise, um, connect classes this Also, Chariots of Light meeting will be Tuesday. And also, just as coming to the men's meeting, maybe you're like, hey, I, I want to come and, 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 and help you guys out, or if you guys do an event, um, you know, I want to, I want to, I, I'm, I'm available to help. So the sign-up sheet that you can put your name down, your contact, so we can contact you for certain things. Um, you know, this I haven't let you know some of our team know about this, but um, I did get word from uh, I talked to Dr. Savell this week, and we we have scheduled. We don't know where yet, but we've scheduled our re- retreat, and Dr. Savell and I will be imparting to you, and it'll be October fourth and fifth. So it'll be myself and Dr. Savell, and it'll be uh, um, that'll be on October fourth and fifth, and so we'll give you more details in Saturday, like we've done the last two years. Just not sure about location yet. And, um, and also don't forget about daylight saving time. So our clocks spring forward uh, Sunday. So, so uh, And then uh, lastly, I just got an email today um, from, you know, I've been part of Kappa. We have several people that are in the church that are part of Kappa. What is Kappa? It's Clergy Alliance Police Association. Uh, I've been riding out with the police now for eight years, once a month. Um, pray for the city. Um, I'm on call. Um, ever so often, you go to an on-call list and you go to homicides, suicides, fatal accidents, and, and so forth. Uh, now, now, not everyone can do it, um, but I mean, you can go ahead and take an application that some of you are interested in. So, but just because you take an application doesn't mean that you'll 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 be accepted because uh, they're based on a lot of other things. Um, but if it's in your heart to do that type of outreach, it's one of our outreaches. Um, that we do. Um, we have several men in the church that do it, and Vic is going through the classes. He just isn't riding out, so I'll throw him under the bus. 
<laughs> but, but, um, but anyway, there's a lot. There's Joseph, Tony Jordan, um, different ones uh, that are that are part of it. Um, but it, sometimes it's difficult or challenging to. It doesn't always work with your schedule. But if it's something you're like, hey, that might be interesting. The training is a 12 week training. That's usually one night a week for 12 weeks. Um, you do everything from shoot a gun to to go through canine things to SWAT team and also you know everything about the police and and all that just so you know how things happen. So anywhere here's a, a letter as well as an application. So if that's something you're interested in, um, you take one of those. But when you turn your application in, give it to me um, because I have to I'll, I'll, myself or Joe's will have to turn them in. Other than that, love you guys. Uh, and that will see you Sunday. Um, bring somebody with you. And other than that, love y'all. Later. Love you.